So what does it mean to clean or purify the air? I think depending on who you are and your background and where you come from, that, that answer could be, you know, different for, for different people, right? So let's focus on what the actual contaminants are before we can talk about what it is we're trying to do to them. And the CDC defined the three levels of contaminants as the following, germs, odors, and particulates. So germs, obviously, the things that get us sick, like viruses, bacteria, pathogens, um, fungi, you know, things that get us sick, right? And that's been a big topic, obviously, over the past uh, few months with the COVID outbreak. And even prior to COVID, though, I mean, influenza, uh, seasonal, seasonal, you know, flus and colds um, are still prevalent, right? So always a concern. Next, there's odors, and odors fall under gases as well. These could be volatile organic compounds, um, new carpet smell, new car smell. Those are examples of VOCs. Uh, in fact, uh, formaldehydes uh, coming out of new construction materials are all, often a problem as well. And pet odors. And finally, particulates. Particulates can be, uh, these are all the things suspended in the air. They're so light in weight, they're suspended in the air for various times, depending on the actual particulate we're talking about. But anyway, uh, these would be things, uh, we can't see over 99% of them, by the way, either. So most of them are invisible to, the, to our naked eyes. Uh, things like uh, dust particles, smoke particles, pollen. So this is where the allergy sufferers of the world live. Animal dander actually in human dander as well. Dander, by the way, is just a fancy word for dead skin cells. You know, uh, I think of the word dandruff, right? So not only animals, but humans, we are some of the worst offenders when it comes to shedding uh, dead skin cells. And, you know, when, they, when we shed or when pets shed, th th those, they have to go somewhere, right? And dust mites. Dust mites, the big issue with dust mites is what they leave behind. And as disgusting as it might sound, it's dust mite fecal matter. And it's, a, it's, it's very allergenic. Uh, so think about it the next time you, an, you know, empty out the vacuum canister. You know, you're actually in there, right? Part of you is in there. I know it sounds gross, but that's just the fact of life, right? So these are the things that are in and we live in and around and we actually cause to create. So we're actually sources of, of pollution ourselves, really, just by breathing. I forget what the actual number is, but every breath, every exhale that we have, we give off. I think it's like something over 200 VOCs uh, ourselves just by living and breathing. So, so those three uh, categories of pollutants is what we're after to try to reduce or uh, I can't really say eliminate, but reduce. So we actually can breathe healthier, better, cleaner air in our, in our spaces, our living spaces, right? We spend over 90% of our times indoors and you know the one space that we really have control over when we want to take control over the breathing air is our home. It's probably the only the only place we have control over uh, our breathing air is in the house. So today I'd like to talk to you about some of those clean air strategies. So what I mean by that is the various methods in which you can improve your quality of air in your home. You know, a lot of money is spent on water and purifying water. And we spend a lot of money, you know, bottled water is not cheap, right? And, and paying for healthy lifestyles, right? You know, it's usually the good stuff that's inex not inexpensive. So if we try to eat, eat healthier, 
you know, healthy foods tend to be more expensive. We try to get a gym membership. They're not always the cheapest things in the world. We try to live healthier and it actually costs more money, right? So why not put a little bit of focus and energy on the actual air that we breathe? You know, I think it's something like 23,000 breaths that we actually take in a day. I'm not planning on giving up any single one of those. Um, you know, you have control over the number of meals that you eat per day. You need three, right? Or you, maybe you can give up one. Uh, eight glasses of water per day. Uh, maybe I can give up one, but I'm not going to give up a single breath, uh, right? And I'm not going not gonna to be part of the problem, although I am, just by sitting here living and breathing, right? We all are. So anyway. What are we after when we want to clean or treat our air? Well, first of all, let's talk about whole home solutions versus room only solutions. If you could spend the money and you're willing to spend the money to get control over your air, it's money better spent to take it at the whole home approach versus a room only approach. Room-only solutions, like some of you might have seen some HEPA air filtration units that are room-only, you know, if they're worth their weight in gold, they're, they're expensive. And if you had to buy an, numerous HEPA filters, it's going to add up very quickly. So I think it's money better spent if you look at whole home solutions. And that is if you have a forced air system. In other words, there's a fan blowing hot air or cold air, depending on the season, there's a fan in the system um, and, you know, it's a forced air system. It's easier to do a whole home, uh, take a whole home approach if you have a forced air system. If you don't, you might have a hydronic system, steam or hot water boilers, uh, which is great, you know, great for heat. Um, and, it, you know, obviously you're not blowing things around like you do with a forced air system, uh, but there you might have to take a, a limited a room only approach. Uh, but it is always possible to add ductwork if you really wanted to, to have some, um, you know, some of these strategies we're talking about. So anyway, think in terms of whole home solutions. First, I'd like to talk a little bit about source control, all right? This has kind of taken on a new meaning uh, during the past few months during this uh, pandemic because, you know, I'm, I'm sure everyone has heard by now about, uh, you know, hand and surface disinfection, right? Washing your hands for 20 seconds, washing surface spaces, right? So when you go to a restaurant or a hotel now, the whole reason for these cleaning procedures and protocols is to make sure the germs are gone and we're keeping, you know, our touching surfaces are clean. Traditionally speaking, you know, same go rules apply for your house, good housekeeping, right? You want to keep those cleaners and chemicals isolated. Uh, that's a, that's a, that is an approach. Uh, so there's some folks out there with hypersensitivity to those chemicals, and you would actually have to store those outside. Maybe you have a detached garage, and you would actually put them outside. So uh, isolate those chemicals. Maybe you don't have a detached garage, but keep them out of your breathing space, out of your house, if at all possible. You want to fix any water leaks or issues, wet basements. Uh, come to mind, um, roof leaks, take care of those because water uh, will become and is a, a perpetual source of creating um, uh, certain issues like mold growth, right? So treat, take care of those. You want to keep insects and rodents outside the house. Uh, keep them out of your living space. Make sure you get everything sealed up. Uh, problem with them is what they, again, what they leave behind, just like the dust mites, is very allergenic and um, is a problem for people with allergies. We definitely don't want to be breathing in uh, whatever they're leaving behind. 
I would like to add to that a little bit by making sure that your kitchen and exhaust fans are working properly. And if you have a, a kitchen hood over the over your stovetop or cooking surface, make sure it's venting outside if at all possible and not recirculating in the space because a lot of VOCs are given off just during the process of cooking. So think about that. Maybe you can have it ducted outside. Um, and make sure the bath exhaust fa fans are working properly because humidity, excess humidity and moisture do, like I said before, uh, they, they create issues. They create mold growth um, and, and cause situations where it's really not good for, uh, and you can have a, a reaction to, to, to mold when it grows, obviously. So source control is number one. Second one I'd love to talk about is air dilution. Air dilution is fresh air. Fresh air is often, very often underrated. You know, it'd be great if we could keep the windows and doors open in our homes throughout the entire year, uh, but most places you can't, right? So when you close up those windows and doors, uh, the air in our spaces tends to get more polluted. If it's not, you know, if you're not letting fresh air in, um, the EPA has done studies on this and found that the average uh, indoor breathing air can be two to five times higher uh, higher, more polluted than the air outside in some severe cases over a hundred times more. So again, fresh air is key. So when you can't open those windows and doors, what do you do? Well, there's mechanical means to bring fresh air in and they're called heat recovery ventilators or energy recovery ventilators. Um, I would say uh, if you'd like to learn more about what the difference is between the two, uh, go to lifebreath.com and click on the homeowners tab. And there's a great little video and description on there about what the difference between a heat recovery ventilator and an energy recovery, recovery ventilator is. Basically, we're talking about a box with two fans in it. You bring, uh, you exhaust the stale air out of the space and simultaneously bring in it the fresh air replacement for that stale air, bringing fresh air and you temper it before it goes into your main heating and cooling system. And you typically leave those on all the time and occupied or when you're home. Um, and they're very energy efficient. Most of them are very energy efficient. So you're constantly getting that fresh air in in those months where you can't have your windows and doors open. So again, bringing fresh air in is key. I myself, I live in a northern climate. I typically will open my windows in the dead of winter just to bring some fresh air and air the house out. I do air the house out. If someone is sick in your house and has a cold, flu, or um, something worse, God forbid, um, you know, think about having them in a room and cracking the window in the room and maybe having the bath exhaust fan on just to keep the fresh air and circulating and keep others from potentially getting sick as well. It'll limit that. Studies have shown fresh air does goes a long way to um, helping those folks get better um, and keeping anybody else, uh, the chances for anybody else to get infected as well. So air dilution. Uh, dilution is the solution to pollution. Remember that. How about there's a, there's a good, good golden nugget for you. Next, I'd like to talk about air filtration, right? So air filtration, you know what an air filter probably looks like. Most of them are one inch. I think half the market is a one inch air filter in our homes, uh, throughout the homes in the US. Uh, a lot of them are throwaway or disposable type air filters. Um, they're meant to help remove particulate out of the air. If you're using a one inch air filter or disposable type air filter, there's probably room for improvement in this, in this air area. Uh, most hardware stores that you might get your filters at, they're not, those, those filters that they're selling typically are not capable of improving the uh, filtration in the house. You want to get something that's got a deep pleat, three or four inches deeper pleat. Usually they come with their own cabinets, you know, a forced air system where that one inch slot is right now, the ductwork would have to be modified to include uh, this media air cabinet 
uh, with a higher uh, higher MERV rating. We call it a MERV rating, which is a way to measure the amount of particulate a filter can remove out of the air. It's basically a scale of one to 16. The higher the number, the more it takes out of the air. Most of those hardware stores that sell those go up to about a MERV eight, about halfway down the scale. But 11 or higher is what you're targeting. If you have return air filter grills where there is a one inch slot in a grill, uh, there's solutions for that as well. Uh, and we can, some of those could be a MERV 11 or a MERV 13 too. Both ASHRAE, uh, which is the American Society of Heating, Refrigeration, and Air Conditioning Engineers, along with the EPA, recommend MERV 13. So you might have read or heard about that over the past few months as well. MERV 13 does a great job of addressing some of those droplet, we call them droplet nuclei, those suspended uh, infectious aerosols. Sometimes they can be infectious if, if there's um, pathogens associated with them. And then we're talking about sneezes and coughs. So when somebody sneezes or coughs, it, you know, inject this droplet nuclei into the air and MERV-13 goes a long way to getting and reducing that droplet nuclei in the air. Um, there are uh, solutions to even go above MERV-16. There's what we call HEPA air filtration. HEPA is high efficiency particulate arrestor or what I call hospital grade air filtration. There are whole home HEPA air filters available that can attach right onto your existing ductwork uh, in a matter of a couple of hours there's a fan in there um, to help assist the air filter to work along in conjunction with your main fan in your system. Um, and you can actually have hospital grade air filtration for your house. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, HEPA filtration is, is available for the entire home, not just the room mounted. Um, so, that, so for air filtration, again, the higher the MERV rating, Look into deplete air filters. Uh, that'll go a long way to uh, taking a step in the right direction. Um, I'd also like to talk about air purification. So what can you actually do? Mechanically speaking, install a device to help actually treat your house and the germs and the odors and particulates in it. So there are devices on the market that are whole home devices that will treat all three levels of contaminants that we mentioned, the germs, odors, and particulates, and treat the entire space using your air distribution system. So your ductwork and your registers and grills um, to, uh, to treat the entire space. Um, what I would say is key here is make sure you find a device that's third party tested and has its technology proven by a third party. So it's been validated so they can back up what they're saying that the device actually does. Um, so please find a device, they're out there, there are solutions out there that are third party validated and can treat the entire space proactively. And look for one that not only treats the air that we're breathing, but also surfaces. So if, I, if I'm sick and I touch a surface, somebody could come along behind me and my family or whatever, touch the same remote control that I would just touch, um, and there's a potential for them getting sick too. So find a device that actually uh, will treat all three levels of contaminants and not just treat the air, but the surfaces as well. And ever think of all the things we touch, you know, like I said, uh, remote controls, keyboards, telephones, kitchen counters, uh, the refrigerator door handle. Um, so find there are, there are solutions out there for whole home air purification. Lastly, but not least, is humidity control. This conversation has gained more depth over the past few months. You know, and usually in, in the heating and air conditioning trade, we talk about humidity for comfort. It's changing. The narrative is now changing because of the studies that have been done shown on humidity and its effect on the pathogens and effect on our bodies and how we react to those pathogens. Um, and if what we found is, and those studies found, 
is if you're outside of the optimal healthy range, which is 40 to 60% relative humidity, if you're outside of that range, two things can happen. A, you're going to enable pathogens to survive longer, okay? The drier the air or the more humid the air, uh, they can last longer. And B, um, the other thing that can happen is if you're outside of that range, you're going to actually limit your body's ability to fight those pathogens, okay? So keep that in mind as well. So remember, 40 to 60% relative humidity. Now, what do you do about that? How do you control humidity? You know, your heating and cooling system is primarily for sensible uh, heat, which we call what you actually feel, right? So you have the thermostat, you turn the thermostat up and, up and down, depending on how you're feeling, hot or cold, right? Humidity does have an effect on how you feel, comfortably speaking, but your system is not typically designed to address humidity directly, okay? What do I mean by that? So if you live in a northern climate, you run your heating system, we tend to dry the air out, okay? With the heating system operating, we tend to dry the air out and you could easily, easily fall below that 40% relative humidity. Honestly, without doing anything, I think we tend to you know, run around 20% 20, 20 relative humidity without doing a thing. So you need to bring that back up. So you would add on a whole home uh, humidifier. Uh, there's different types of humidifiers. There actually is room versions as well, uh, but you need to get that humidity level up to ensure, again, that the pathogens won't thrive and last that long and also give your body a fighting chance to fight off those pathogens. Um, on the flip side, if you live in a southern climate or a maritime climate where you have high humidity, you might need, be near a big body of water, um, you need to dehumidify the space, get it down below that 60% relative humidity. So you tend to be wet. Remember, bad things happen when it gets wet in our climate, right? Um, so, so keep those in mind too. And again, whole home solutions, we can have humidifiers, whole house humidifiers, and whole house dehumidifiers. So in summary here, source control, fresh air dilution, air filtration, air purification, and humidity control. If you would like, uh, us, we, we created a landing page for you to go and check those solutions out. It's called IAQ.works. Um, so in your web browser, literally type IAQ.works, W-O-R-K-S. There's no.com at the end, and you don't have to put www in the front, just literally IAQ.works. Um, and go there, and that's kind of a resource page that we created here uh, for you to check out and help you with those clean air strategies. So I hope this helped in some way, shape, or form. It'll help you be, breathe those, uh, make sure your 20 to two to 23,000 breaths are the cleanest possible breaths you can take while you're in your house, and enjoy. I hope this helped.